Hey guys, I'm Nate. I'm here with Pastor Joe, and uh, we just figure, uh, finished the conversation about the good kind of weird. So, Joe, I was thinking 1 Corinthians 13 is a passage in Scripture that often comes up when we're talking about love, especially right marriages and, and weddings. And so, but that wasn't part of your uh, conversation tonight. I know probably one of those things that you have more to share about and more thoughts on that passage and maybe how it connects to this conversation. Yeah, I, I actually, I was thinking about really diving into it almost on purpose because it is often like this wedding passage where, you know, you're like, oh, husband and wife, and you're going to be patient, and you're going to be kind, and you're not going to boast. And But it's like, often for whatever reason, not brought up in the conversation of like hard love. Like, yeah. you know, we talked about loving your enemies in this in this message. And, you know, we started thinking about like love is patient, with your enemy. <laughs> Love is kind to your enemy. For how long? Yeah, right. You know, like we start like trying to qualify it, you know, like, well, God, I can be patient today, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, how do we do that? But like, if we start looking through that passion, love is patient, love is kind, love does not boast, it doesn't envy, it doesn't hold a record of wrongs, um, you know, like love always hopes, love mm-hmm. perseveres. Like if we start walking through a list of people that we feel like are hard to love, you know, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a boss, maybe it's maybe it's someone really close. Like maybe you're having a hard time right now with your spouse or like with your a kid or something like that. Like start making that list and then start asking God, like, how can I be kind to this person? Like how, what is it that I'm impatient with that like God can maybe like insert his viewpoint and like show me what they're going through so that I can have the patience that maybe you have with them, you know? All the things that I feel like I'm holding on to and I'm holding on to that grudge, like, God, help me forgive that person and not hold on to those grudges. Like, so it can be kind of a neat roadmap that if we start walking through that passage, 1 Corinthians 13, like, verse, I think, 4 through 9 or something like that, like, walk through that passage as a prayer list. Like, how can I be this? How can I be that? And I think God will start to stir something up and show us the kind of love that he has for us, too. Yeah, because when when I start thinking about loving your enemies, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, how do I do that? Yeah, and it's like a, almost that, right? That perspective, that mindset. I think to kind of calibrate that around mm-hmm. First Corinthians thirteen is really helpful. Yeah, right. Very. All of a sudden, it's like okay, maybe this week I can find a little bit of strength to be patient. Yeah, and it's not just something I'm trying to come up with, but the Lord's yeah. giving that to me. Or, you know, just kind of going through that. I like yeah. that. I think praying through Scripture is always a really yeah. neat habit. So if that's something you've never picked up before, yeah. it can be a one of the more powerful ways to open up the Bible and to start walking with God is like, God, show me this piece, show me this piece, and, you know, phrase by phrase or line by line, letting God kind of speak to you that way. It's fun. Yeah, I, don't, I think kind of building on that, I love to hear you speak to, I think about there's there's loving your enemies, mm-hmm. and then there's people that um, are almost like, I prefer not to go out of my way to try <laughs> sure. to it's like inconvenient. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but there's probably something I can do mm-hmm. that would change maybe the trajectory of how my interaction with that person is, mm-hmm. or I don't know, become um, just something small that I could do to maybe instead of just going out of my way a little bit, mm-hmm. may kind of change how our relationship or, or how we connect kind of alter that a little bit. So I'd love to hear you speak that a little bit where sure. it may not be someone that's just a complete jerk and they're mean to me every day, but it's someone that's just, just outside my normal path of life. Yeah. So it's going to require that I kind of 
be a little bit more intentional maybe sure. about going their direction. Yeah. I've, I've found these people in my life to be the ones that I feel like I have nothing in common with. You know, like, you know, I, I love football, you know, for instance. I'm like, well, they don't, they're like, what's a football? You know, I'm like, oh, man, like, how do I even have a conversation with that person? It can feel like sometimes, right? And maybe football is a bad example, but there are those people in our life. It's like, man, they're our cousin, they're our neighbor, they're our coworker, And we're like, man, we try to find that thing in common. And we're just like, can't find it. So peace out. And, and I think subconsciously, they don't become our enemy, yeah. but it's like we stop trying to figure out how to love them because it's inconvenient. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't have the time to figure them out. I don't have the time. But ironically, it's that exact reality that makes those loving actions all the more meaningful because that person realizes it too. Absolutely. Like that person yeah. realizes you don't have much in common. That person realizes that you never actually cross paths. You know, they, it might be an elderly neighbor and a young family, and, you know, you're like – they're. They're like, yo, they're busy or whatever, but then yeah. you show up with a plate of cookies or a birthday cake or whatever. It means the world to them because you took the time to learn who they are, learn something about them, and take them over. Now, hopefully they're not allergic to the nuts and the yeah. cookies or something like that. But, uh, you know, like go go figure out a nuance about someone and then use that to love them. I've always loved that concept of uh, the five love languages. And oftentimes, similar to 1 Corinthians 13, that's like uh, – often in the circle of like marriage or dating, but like your cousin, your parents, your neighbor, your coworkers, they have a love language. They're going to respond to words. They're going to respond to uh, acts of service. They're going to respond uh, to physical touch. Maybe they just need a hug. Maybe they just need someone to pat them on the back when they do a good job. If you can start paying attention and learning those things, mm. I mean, that stuff starts to speak volumes too. And again, that's what starts building the uncanny, the good kind of weird relationship because like they're thinking to themselves, I have no idea why this person would prioritize me. Right. But I, they are. They are. And I think about this couple I've talked to recently at Grace, and they're at Grace now <laughs> because one of their friends was loved on like incredibly radically by someone from their church. And so they kind of came to the, they were like, wow, we, our friends are being loved by this group of people, <laughs> and it's weird. Like, we've never seen anything like this. And so... That's awesome. They literally kind of set them down this trajectory of like, we want to have what they have. Hmm. We want, like, I don't think people in our life would do what that group of people is doing in their life. And so really cool that through that process, they found grace by kind of checking out the website and said, this is their church near us and kind of hearing their story, getting to know them. And it's just like that, that group of people who loved them in a weird, in a good, weird way, right, showed up in their friends hearing that story and it changed it's changing their life you what, know what's inspiring about that to me is like we assume that when we're loving someone that that's the person that's going to impact yeah. and we have no idea how god and his spirit is going to use that to ripple effect people we've never even met before that's really cool you know, they hear yeah. the story or they see from afar what's going on and they're like man i i want some of that yeah and that group of people has no idea oh. that a state over or two states over yeah set this other couple you know, in their path towards rediscovering Christ for yeah. the first time. So, so this, cool. I feel like if this stuff has been challenging to, it's been challenging to me. I've been writing a ton of stuff down. I need to really start praying about. But if it's been challenging you at all, like, just slow down for a moment. Start making a little list. Who could you love? Uh, what are some moments in your life that you could take that intentionality and and start to work on someone? Because like that's 
that's like, I feel like the fruit that God can start to work with, you know, and and he can start doing something in your life maybe that you never thought possible. Um, And I think that's, that's why God is love. That's why that's one of his key characteristics, because that's what starts to change the hearts and minds of people. And uh, it can be very transformative. It's awesome. good. Take us right back to 1 Corinthians 13. That's right. And uh, spend some time there. Thanks, Joe. Thank you guys for hanging out with us at our weekend extras. And uh, we look forward to having more conversations with you kind of coming up next week.